Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of the Mo Money podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse. Thank you so much for joining me for this very special episode. Not only is it my 52nd episode, it's also my one-year anniversary of launching the Mo Money podcast. I can't believe it's already been a full year since I started this. It was such a crazy thing to start, and look at me now. I'm a rock star. Just joking. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked that I've made it for you know a year, and with 52 episodes, that means I've basically done an episode per week for an entire year, which is a bit nuts in my mind. I guess I've been a little busy, a little busy beaver. Um, But yeah, I'm so glad that you're joining me for this episode because I haven't done a solo episode in quite a while. And I thought that this would be a great opportunity for me to do one and uh, celebrate my one year anniversary of the podcast but also, this is my birthday week. I'm turning the big 3-0 in just a, a few days. And uh, it's kind of a crazy thing, a scary thing. I'm sure most people are like, oh, please, whatever. But, y- you know, it's it's a big deal. I'm leaving my 20s behind, entering my 30s, not having a freak out, but not not having a freak out. I don't know. But one thing I do actually want to talk about before I get into the show is uh, because this is a special episode, my one-year anniversary, and as promised, I've kind of alluded to this in a couple uh, previous episodes, is I'm giving away some goods, some prizes to say thank you for listening, thank you for reading my blog and supporting me and tweeting me and being freaking awesome. So first, a huge thanks to Lowest Rates, and you can check them out at lowestrates.com, where you can find the lowest rates on insurance, mortgages, credit cards, and more. I love the Lowest Rates people. I've worked with them. Um, They helped me uh, with the Rich and Fit program I did with my friend Jacqueline Phillips back in the winter, and they're just awesome. And guess what? I actually use them. uh, Pre-Brategy will be so proud of me. I am on my way to getting life insurance. And I use Lowest Rates to uh, help me find the best rate. So thanks to Lowest Rates because they are providing $250 in Amazon gift cards. So I am going to give away a few Amazon gift cards. You're going to want to enter to win those uh, on my, uh, if you go to the show notes for this episode, which is jessicamorehouse.com slash 52, there will be an easy way for you to enter that contest. Besides that, I am also giving away from my personal collection, a couple awesome books. So I'm not going to say all of the names of the books because there's a few, um, but you'll definitely want to check out the show notes to find more details on all the fancy books I'm giving away. All right, so without further ado, let's get this party started. Let's get the solo episode in the can. All right, so what I want to chat about in this solo episode is it's actually kind of related to the blog post that I posted on Monday, which was all about 30 life lessons I've learned before turning 30. I'm surprised I've learned 30 life lessons. I feel like Sometimes I I kind of forget how much life I've lived, probably because I see there's so much more life to live. But I mean, a lot has happened in 30 years. And so I kind of want to have a little bit of a reflective moment and uh, just see some of the kind of big things that have happened in my life, what I've learned along the way, and maybe I can uh, help you or you'll hear everything I have to say and you'll be like, yeah, I already knew that. It took you 30 years to figure that out. Eh." 
whatever. All right, so I've kind of broken these down into um, sections. So, you know, my motto, my mantra is money, life, balance. These are things that I am striving for. I want more money. I want a fabulous life and I want more balance in my life. So I'm kind of, you know, categorizing all these lessons into these categories. What fun. Okay, so first is the money category. So the first lesson I've learned in that category is you don't deserve anything, which sounds a bit harsh. I understand. But what I kind of mean by this lesson is, let's be honest, you know, and you may feel the same way too. When I was growing up, definitely in high school and then university, I was entitled, you know, a stereotypical, you know, uh, entitled millennial. Um, And it took me, you know, a good decade to really realize that I didn't, you know, deserve anything just because, you know, I went to university or, you know, got A's on my essay or whatever the hell. Like, you don't deserve anything. No one is born and they deserve anything. You know, maybe besides the Queen of England, but that's a complicated kettle of fish or whatever. But so this is definitely a huge lesson for me just because, if I, you know, didn't get out of that situation and and stop thinking that it was, you know, I, I deserved anything, I don't think I would be where I am, which is, you know, I am happy in my life. I'm happy with what I have, but I'm also working hard to achieve more. And I, I feel like if you have the mentality that, you know, somebody owes you something, the world owes you something, you're never going to be happy and you're never going to get what you truly want. All right. Number two, if you don't track your spending you'll never know where your money goes. Again, a no-brainer, but it's something I even have to remind myself to do and my husband to do because it happens all the time. You'll be like, what? Why do I owe this much on my credit card? I don't remember spending that much. And then you go through the items. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. (laughs) If you don't track your spending, you'll never know where your money goes. So track your spending. Yes, it will take time. Yes, it will take effort. It'll mean you have to change some of your habits, but it is the best way you can spend your time because time is money. So don't waste your money and your time. Do something smart with it and track your spending. Number three, education can be a good investment and also a bad one. (laughs) For me, my education so far has been a good investment. Um, I'm almost surprised by that because I did go to art school. I got a degree in filmmaking and I am not a filmmaker. I work in digital marketing for, um, you know, a a corporate company. So I didn't exactly uh, land where I thought I was going to go, but I'm actually really happy where I am. And my education, my degree did help me get there. And I also went back to school when I first moved to Toronto. I had to go back to school and, you know, um, upgrade some of my skills for digital marketing. And I'm glad I did that because it did help me get my current job. That being said, I know a lot of people that spend a, a you know many years and thousands of dollars on education and you know don't exactly end up where they want to be and a lot of it could be that they go to school for something that there just aren't jobs for. They uh, put a lot of money, uh, you know, towards their education, but they don't have the money. So they, you know, it's, it's, it turns into student debt and then they spend, you know, a couple of decades trying to pay that back. Um, and, you know, it, it's a tough situation. I, I understand, especially in kind of our generation, we're expected to, to get a degree. And sometimes I'm not sure if that is 
necessarily the right way to go. I know a lot of people, um, you know, my age, friends of mine who did not go to university that maybe went to a technical school or, you know, learned to trade and own houses in Vancouver and are making more than I probably ever will. So, you know, education can be a good investment. It can also be a bad one. What you have to do is really be smart. Do your research and go to school for something that you know will help you achieve that career that you want to have and make the money that you want to make. All right, number four, giving money away should be part of your budget. Now, this is something that um, is kind of normal to me just because when I grew up, you know, I went to church every Sunday with my um, family and and part of going to church is, you know, we do, I went to a Catholic church is the offering. So, you know, they, they pass around those baskets and you put some money in there um, and that goes to the church and the church, you know, then, you know, disperses that money to either pay for, you know, just the maintenance of the church, giving to different charities and programs and stuff like that. And so that was very normal to me. So when I moved out on my own, I want to integrate that into my own life. And so I always made it priority in my life once a year or at some point in the year, I would decide on a charity or some kind of program to give some uh, money back or when I was really broke, I just gave my time. So I feel like this is something that lots of us kind of forget about. It's It, it seems so simple, but I think we really do need to put that into our budget. Even if it's seriously just a couple hundred dollars a year, make that a priority. You'll be surprised how you know, just a few hundred dollars or a few hours of your time can make, you know, such a huge impact. So just try to keep that in mind when you are budgeting. Number five is when it comes to money, leave family and friends out of it. This is something that I live by and it, it could seem cold to you. And, it, you know, it depends on what your your beliefs are, your situation is. But for me, I love my family and friends so much that I never want money to get in the way. I never want to argue about money. And that's something, you know, I even try in my own relationship with my husband. We always try to make sure that we never fight about money. We communicate, we talk, and we try to find solutions. And so when it comes to family and friends, I, I take the same approach. I, I value those relationships so much. I never want something like money to come in the way. And so that that could mean some awkward situations sometimes. Um, you know, family or friends, you know, uh, need help financially. I know some people would offer to help financially. That's something that I just wouldn't do. And I would never expect from my family or friends. I would never take money from anyone else. And I think that's just... <sighs> It's just, you know, this could just be my thing, but I, I, I just feel like when you do put money in the mix, when someone owes you, you owe somebody, that's when things get complicated and messy and, and ugly. And I've seen relationships break down because of that. And I just, I don't want to put myself in that situation. I don't want to put my family and friends in that situation. So when it comes to money, I leave my family and friends out of it. Number six, use your free work benefits. <laughs> this is something so silly and so simple, but you know how many people don't use their work benefits? They are benefits. They will benefit you and they are free because you work there. So if you get free massages, if you, you know, get a fitness reimbursement program, if you get work discounts or whatever, take advantage of them. I mean, it's so silly and simple, but just do it. I never used to when I first moved out and stuff. I don't know why. I just, no one else that I worked with used them. So I didn't think that I should use them. And then I'm like, wait a minute. So I get free massages. 
Yeah, I'm going to use those. Massages are the best. And and same with, you know, fitness reimbursements. If you can get some money back by, you know, you know, going to the gym and then giving your receipts to your work, then do it. That's money in the bank. Same with work discounts. Um, I know lots of, uh, Companies, you know, sign up with accounts like work perks and, and, and things like that where, you know, you can get discounts on, you know, sports games, restaurants uh, and, you know, car rentals, a number of things. So look into it. And if there's a way to save money, do it. Number seven, don't spend a ton of money on your wedding. You'll regret it. <laughs> I'm not saying this because I spent a ton of money on my wedding and regret it. I probably could have scaled back and spent less money. Um, but, you know, I love I, I love my wedding. I look back fondly on it. I, I love it. Would I change anything? No. But I, I would have totally been fine, actually, with scaling it back, maybe making it a bit smaller and, uh, you know, reducing the cost. I spent $16,000 on my wedding. I did get, um, you know, me and my husband did get help from both of our um, sides of our families, which is lovely. But, man, I, I, it's something that whenever I know of a couple who got you know, gets uh, recently engaged, I always tell them, if you are worried about money, don't, you know, put it into the wedding. This is some, you know, something that you should um, really do what you want to do. And so elope. That's always kind of my, my uh, thing to tell people. There's nothing wrong with eloping, save your money, you know, have, uh, you know, a party after, have a cocktail party. Like people just want the party, really. <laughs> no one, yeah, I really loved my ceremony, but I think most people didn't really, you know, they're more interested in like the, the buffet and the bar. So don't spend a ton of money on your wedding. Put it in the bank. Put it to better use. Put it in your honeymoon. Put it on a down payment on a house. And uh, just uh, be smart. Number eight, ditch negative money people. They are not your problem. This is something that I have an issue with. I've gotten a lot better as I've gotten older, but I have the personality that I'm a fixer. I like to fix people and it's not a good trait because you can't fix others unless they want to fix themselves. You can't help people unless they ask for your help. And so this is a, you know, a hard life lesson I've had to learn with negative people in general, but also people that are negative with their money and, and that they, you know, complain about being broke, but they're not doing anything to fix it, or they're always hitting you up for money and you feel awkward. So in my point of view, life is, you know, it can be long, it can be short, but it is your life and you should do what you want with it. And so don't waste your time with negative money people. If you want, you know, a, a rich life full of, you know, balance and, and everything great, then ditch those people and uh, move on with your awesome life. Number nine, debt isn't normal. This is something that I, you know, can't stress enough. I, I absolutely love that there are so many other, um, you know, blogs, podcasts, whatever, that talk about debt because I don't think a lot of people really know that much about debt until they're in it and they're like, uh-oh, what do I do? But the thing to remember is even though a lot of people are talking about debt, even though a lot of people are in debt, debt isn't normal. Debt is something that you should avoid at all costs. If you're in it, you should be working towards getting out of it and staying out of it. So don't ever kind of fall into that trap or, oh, all my friends are in debt. They're not too worried about it, so I'm not going to be worried about it. Well, they should be worried about it. And they probably will be worried about it 10 years from now when they're like, oh, I don't have any money. I have to file for bankruptcy or something like that. Worry about yourself. Don't worry about the crowd. Debt isn't normal. So try to pay down your debt as soon as possible and then stay out of it. 
Okay, number 10. So this is my last one for the, the money category. You won't always be broke if you put the work in. So this is something that I, I think I lived by a, a lot when I was 24, moved out of my parents' house, <laughs> didn't have any money. And I was trying to slowly build up my net worth. I had you know, paid off my little student loan that I had, but I really had no cash in the bank. And I felt poor, as poor as can be. I don't think I've ever been that poor. And, uh, looking back, I, it's, it's, I'm kind of like, how did I not freak out all the time? Because that was pretty much you know, a bit of paycheck to paycheck for a little while. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to move back into my parents' house. The thing is, I, I think I knew that if I just continued to um, stick to my budget, track my spending, save as much as I could, and just be smart and not kind of spend money when I, I wanted to, it was so easy to just like, oh, maybe I'll just go shopping or maybe I'll just buy lunch or whatever, because I was so you know uh, motivated to get out of this poverty hole. You know, I'm in the situation where I am now. Looking back, I mean, that was, you know, I'm turning 30 now. So that was six years ago, and I'm in a much better situation. I am not paycheck to paycheck. I'm way beyond that, and I don't worry about money at night. And I think that is something that money cannot buy. (laughs) If you are worried about your situation, that's okay. But as long as you recognize that you have to put the work into it, you have to keep yourself motivated, you have to make a plan and stick to it. And once you've got all that down, remember, you won't always be broke if you put the work in. All right, so the next category is the life category. These are some life, life lessons, (laughs) things that I am so glad that I know now, but I wish I knew earlier. So number 11 is if you don't do that one thing that scares you, you'll regret it. Uh, For me, I'm sure there's lots of little things that I wish I, I did. Maybe I did them later on, but I wish I did them earlier. But one thing that I'm glad I did do, because I knew if I didn't do it almost, I would regret it, uh, is moving away from my hometown. It was the hardest thing. I know I've kind of talked about this and written about it to death, I'm sure. But it is. it was one of the scariest things I've ever done, but one of the most fulfilling. And I'm so grateful that I took that leap of faith and did it. It probably could have turned out bad and I was lucky. I don't know, but I'm glad that I at least tried. So if you don't do that one thing that scares you, you'll regret it. Number 12, you're worth more than you think. So give yourself some credit. And this is something, I, especially for women, I, I feel like we in general have kind of low self-esteem and we always have to work on it and get ourselves out of that funk. I personally have definitely struggled with confidence issues, perfectionist issues, never thinking I'm good enough and being really hard on myself. And it's definitely something that I've gotten better at. I used to be really bad at this, especially in university when it was all about getting good grades and making a good film and, and whatever. Um, and then as I entered my career, I was always trying to prove myself. Uh, now that I'm approaching 30 or almost 30, I kind of uh, given myself a little bit more credit. I'm giving myself some slack because I do know how much I, you know, have achieved and I do work hard and I need to give myself, you know, a, a pass sometimes, a pat on the back and be like, you're doing good. You're, it's, it's all good. And so I, I guarantee you're listening. You're like, uh-huh, I need to do that myself. You are worth more than you think. So give yourself some credit. 13. The key to being a good friend is listening. I always thought I was a good friend, and I'm sure, hopefully, for the most part, I, I have been, but 
I'm absolutely sure when I was younger, I probably wasn't the best friend. Um, I, I didn't necessarily always have the best friends as well. I sometimes picked the wrong people, but I think one thing that I've definitely learned over the years is to listen more. I obviously like to talk. That's why I have a podcast, but I need to shut up and listen sometimes. And not just that, but be, you know, thoughtful and ask, you know, my friends, how are you doing, you know, for real? You know, what's going on in your life? Asking questions about them. Um, Sometimes I think we get a little bit caught up in our own selves. And this could be, you know, have to do with a little bit with like, if we're always posting on social media, and blah, blah, blah. We need to make, you know, a concerted effort to know that, you know, not just be like, when can I talk next, but really listen and ask important questions to your friends so they feel valued. So they'll do the same thing back. So remember the key to being a good friend is listening. Number 14, it's okay to say goodbye to old friends. So this kind of, you know, ties in with the thing I was talking about earlier. I've had to do this and it's been awful. I hate saying, you know, kind of breaking up with friends. It sucks. Um, But it can sometimes be vital to your happiness. If you're not getting anything out of a friendship, if you feel like it's always you know, you're giving and they're just taking and you're not getting anything, then it's it's not a good friendship. A friendship needs to go both ways or you're getting something in return. And uh, if it just feels imbalanced, you may have to look at that friendship and see, is this person worth my time? You need to remember your time is precious. It doesn't matter how busy or not busy you are. Your time is precious. It's valuable. And so you need to really look at the relationships you have in your life and and make a decision whether the, the people that you have in your life is are, are they adding to your life or are they detracting from it. So it's okay to say goodbye to old friends. may not be easy, but uh, I don't think you'll regret saying goodbye to bad friends. Number 15, kind of on the same wavelength, um, don't waste your time with negative people they'll never change. So I know I kind of talked about negative money people, but now I'm just kind of talking about negative people in general. There's always going to be a negative person in the bunch wherever you are. And sometimes you can't get out of that situation. That's just life. You can't control other people. You can't control other people's moods, attitudes, whatever. So kind of, you know, you can either say, you know, bye, or you can just kind of limit your interaction, your time with them. You know, be as helpful, nice, positive as you can, but sometimes the only thing you can really do so their negativity doesn't affect your life is to just limit the time that you spend with them. So if you can, don't waste your time with negative people. Don't try to change them. It's on them. It ain't your problem. 16 is stay calm when you want to freak out. So uh, this is, uh, I have kind of an interesting story with this. It actually, it will tie into one of the books I'll be giving away. So when I was uh, traveling around Thailand a couple of years ago with my husband, uh, it was actually before we were married, um, we were traveling around Chiang Mai, which is amazing. It's the north of Thailand. And we went to this bookshop because I needed a new book to read. And I picked out this book and it was called, called, If You Have to Cry, Go Outside. It's by Kelly Catron. Um, I actually really like Kelly Catron because she had like a reality show at the time. Um, and she's just a badass lady and I, I loved her. And so I found her book. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to buy this. And I go to the um, counter to buy it. And they're like, where'd you get this? I'm like, I got it from that shelf over there. They're like, we don't carry this book. This isn't our book. I'm like, what are you talking about? I found it right there. They're like, a traveler must have come in and like swapped books and stolen one of ours and then put that in its place. They let me buy it anyway. It was like $2. 
But how crazy is that? That that I put the book that I picked out, they didn't even carry it. And not only that, it was a really impactful book. I'm so glad I read it because what the book was all about was basically, yeah, stay calm, don't freak out, because guess what? You're never going to do anything super productive or meaningful when you're in full freak out mode. I mean, lots of those high-powered positions are very you know, stressful, and there's just a lot of pressure, and you can't crack under the pressure. So I'm definitely suggesting you read that book. It's, it's, a, it's a good read, and... Uh, just a friendly reminder, if you're having a crappy day or, you know, something's going on, stay calm when you want to freak out. Number 17, sometimes it's best to just shut your mouth and let it go. <laughs> Again, kind of on the same wavelength. Like, you know, sometimes when you're, you're freaking out or you feel like you really just need to get something off your chest, it probably isn't the best idea. You need to calm down. Um, you need to maybe sleep on it, take a minute, relax, and then really think about whether you want to say that. Because sometimes, you know, you, you know, you can't take the, the things that you say back. So you got to be smart and, and really think about, do you want to, do you want to put that out there? Cause you, you can't reel it back in. You, it might just be best to shut your mouth and let it go. Number 18, therapy is one of the best things you could do for yourself. So I've talked about uh, this. I think I mentioned it maybe once or twice on my blog. I have been to therapy. Uh, my husband has also been to therapy and it is amazing. It is so helpful and it drives me nuts when people are, are against it. When they hear the therapy, they're like, oh, I don't need therapy as if it's a negative thing, like you're crazy or you have a problem. Newsflash, all of us have problems. This is life, isn't it? No one's, you know, going through life without anything going going on that's, you know, hard to handle. These things happen, especially when, you know, I first moved to Toronto, I was having a really hard time adjusting, especially making new friends. I felt weird that I had to be in a new city and and start making new friendships from scratch. I didn't know how to do that. It had been so long and just things popping up from my past and I was getting into my head and I I needed someone to (laughs) set me straight and listen to me and basically give me some helpful advice on how to cope. And I went to a couple sessions. It was super helpful. And honestly, it's I, I look back, I only went to like two to three sessions and it did a world of difference for my confidence, my well-being, my mental health. So if you need therapy, do it. I absolutely recommend it. It's one of the best things you could do for yourself. Number 19, meeting new people is incredibly fulfilling. And that's part of one of the reasons I love having my podcast is I get to talk to new people all the time. This is episode 52 I've done a couple solo episodes, so let's just say I've probably talked to like 48 to 49 people that I've never met. Most, of, you know, maybe a few of them I knew, but most of them I didn't, and that's crazy. I'm a crazy like introvert for real, and even the idea of starting a podcast before I did gave me like night sweats. So you know, it's it's such a cool thing to see that you know I put myself out there and I made a concerted effort to meet new people. And then I realized, wow, I really like it. Because guess what? People are cool. They have the best stories. You learn so much about, you know, what else is going on in the world, more about yourself by talking about someone else that maybe you could relate to. So if maybe you feel like you're in a funk or or something, go to a meetup, um, you know, make some friends online, whatever. But honestly, you know, meeting new people has been so fulfilling in my life. I, I highly, highly 
recommend you kind of expand your circle. Number 20 is life is longer than you think, so don't burn bridges. This is something I I definitely have a handle on now, I feel like, but when I was definitely in my younger 20s, probably not so much. I definitely, you know, ended some relationships, probably not on the best terms, burned some bridges and, uh, you know, made some mistakes. Um, But guess what? Life can be long. It can seem crazy long and you never know who you're going to run into. You're never going to know who will pop into your life and you can't avoid it. So whatever possible, Try not to burn those bridges. Be nice and uh, shut your mouth <laughs> and, you know, avoid drama when you can. All right. So on to the last section, balance. These are ways that I've hopefully learned to balance my life. Hopefully they can help you. And with 21, my advice is vacations aren't just fun. They're imperative to your well-being. And part of the reason I'm saying this is I actually just came back from a girl's trip to Portland and I came back so refreshed. Not that I got a lot of sleep and relaxed a lot. Like we, you know, had activities all throughout the day for, you know, four days, but it was more just, you know, unplugging, doing something totally fun, not working and not worrying about work. Um, and I, you know, I work in the financial district in uh, Toronto and people are workaholics. They don't take vacations. They just kind of work, 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 work. And uh, it's, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell they're tired and cranky and maybe not focused. And, you know, right when I came back from my little vacation, I was so productive of work because I just had more motivation. I was reinvigorated and I was just like, all right, let's get to work. Whereas I feel like if I hadn't had those few days just to have some fun, I, you know, it would take me a little bit longer in the morning to kind of get to, uh, to the place I want to be. So vacations aren't just fun. They're imperative to your well-being. So maybe it's time you book a vacation. Number 22 is traveling to unexpected places will give you some much needed perspective. So this means kind of two things. It means first, I encourage you to go to places you would never want to go because you may love it. For instance, I, you know, I've been to uh, the Gambia. I went to Africa when I was 18 and that is definitely not something that was on my buck list. I'll tell you right now. I didn't have, you know, let's go to the smallest country in Africa. That's I want to go there. No, I was 18. I was a suburban girl and sheltered and I really wanted some adventure, honestly. And I wanted to do something that was totally outside of my comfort zone. And so I did it. So I went there and guess what? It was an amazing experience. Same with Thailand. I went to Thailand with my husband. He'd been there before and loved it. I didn't really know anything about Thailand. Uh, the only thing that I associated with Thailand was once when we first started dating, we went to this awful Thai place near uh, our parents' house, and the pad thai that I ordered literally tasted like ketchup and spaghetti. So I was like, well, if things taste like that, I'm not okay with that. But he said, nope. We're going to go. You're going to love it. I promise. And guess what? I loved it. I want to go back there immediately. The best food in the freaking world and just absolutely beautiful. The second kind of portion of this is when you do go to, you know, foreign countries where you have a completely different culture, it really does give you, you know, a look into, hey, guess what? The world is bigger than my little city, than my little world. Um, People are living their own lives, doing their own thing, you know. And they have nothing to do with you. So I think it gives you a perspective on how big the world is and how small you are in it, which I think is very, very valuable. 
Number 23 is don't compare yourself to others and social media isn't real. So this is something I feel lots of us struggle with. I always do. I'm getting better at it now that I'm older. I feel like the older I get, I kind of just care less about what people think. And I think that's just kind of natural. But it's important to remind yourself that, you know, you should focus on yourself. You shouldn't worry about whoever's out there doing whatever. It'll just bring you down. It'll slow you down. You get irritated and you just, you know, yeah. So, and also that, you know, that relates to social media. Everyone's on social media. That's just how it is. You kind of can't be on off social media. Like the people that, oh, I'm quitting Facebook. They're on it a month later. So the the key thing to remember is maybe limit your time on there and just pretend like it's a TV show. It's not real. The stuff that people put out there is, you know, photoshopped and glamorized and it's it's not the, the real deal. I mean, come on. So be kind to yourself. Give yourself some credit. And don't compare yourself to others. Social media isn't real. You're awesome. Focus on you. Number 24, you can have it all, just not all at the same time. You know how many people have told me this recently? I'm like, am I something going on here? It's it's definitely something that I, you know, hold to be complete truth. It's so true. You can have it all, but you can't have it at the same time, nor would you want to, because that would be terrifying. Can you imagine having everything you want at the same time? Then what? right? That's just not life. You can't control everything that happens. My kind of way of coping with things, because I am, you know, sometimes impatient and ambitious, is try to be appreciative of what you do have. Be grateful for the life that you have. But if you want to, you know, have more, strive for more, just be humble, be thankful. And remember that the goal isn't to have everything at the same time. Number 25, write things down. (laughs) Simple, but vital, especially when it comes to balance. I live by my checklists and sometimes I have multiple checklists. I I keep like adding apps to my phone that are different checklists. I've got Wonderlist. I've got Todoist. I've got a bunch of other ones. They're kind of everywhere, but it makes me happy that at least I have things written down. They may be scattered. They may be in lots of different places, but at least I have things down. So when I eventually, you know, sit down and kind of organize all my multiple lists into one major list, I know I have everything that I've been thinking that I need to do in one place. And then I can relax. It's when things are floating around and, you know, you start kind of dreaming about things that you've forgotten and it's just a mess. So if you want true balance in your life, write things down in a list. Number 26, schedule in time to meditate. And by meditate, I mean, I don't know how to properly meditate. I'm not a yogi. I've never done full on real time meditation. For me, what that just means is take some time for yourself to relax, recenter, um, not think for a minute, not have all those thoughts going on in your head. So that, you know, could be taking a bath, listening to some music, reading a trashy book in bed, which is sometimes my meditation, um, or actually meditating, doing some yoga, uh, working out, doing something that you can kind of just take your mind out, give it a, give it a little rest for a minute. Because I, I find that is something that we have a hard time doing because we have our phones and our computers and our TVs and everything's going on all at once. So we need to like turn everything off, take a minute to uh, focus and recenter. So schedule in time to meditate. You won't regret it. Number 27 is compartmentalization 
is vital for survival. That is not easy to say, and I don't know why I picked such a big word for what I was trying to say, but it's true. I am a compartment freak when it comes to kind of how my brain works. My husband talks about it all the time. It was actually a few, I mean, several years ago where my uncle was over and he was talking about this some book that he was reading about how, um, I think it was maybe men specifically have they compartmentalize. So they have kind of like, this is their workhouse in their brain. This is their fun house. This is their other house, whatever. And I'm like, Hmm, that's kind of how I work. I definitely, when I'm in a certain mode in my work mode, you can't get me out. Like, you know, if my husband's like, Oh, you want to watch a show? I'm like, I'm working right now. There's nothing I can do about it. Sorry. I, I will, you know, deal with you when I am done working, but otherwise, sorry. And, and same with that when I'm having fun and I'm like, I'm not even thinking about work or anything like that at all. So, and I think that's just like how I can function because there's so much going on. There's just, it's a crazy word. Adulting's hard. Like, let's just be honest. Adulting is hard. And the way to kind of wrap your brain around it, get things done and not go crazy is by compartmentalizing everything. I'm pretty sure that was also a tip by um, Tyra Banks. Definitely. That's a terrible like quote to give you, but for real though, I don't know. She's, you know, a successful woman. She on one episode of Top Model told people to compartmentalize their stuff. I think some model was crying for something. Whatever. She should have, you know, come on. Put it together. All right. Number twenty eight. You'll never regret asking for help or advice when you need it. And Again, something I've had to learn over the years because I'm I'm stubborn by nature. I hate asking for help because I I still tend to think that you know oh will people perceive me as being weak if I ask for help or advice? No, you're just being smart. If you can't find the solution yourself, ask for someone to help you with it so you can find a solution so you can move on. It's as easy as that. If you need help, if you need advice, ask for it so you can get whatever you need done, done and move on. It's not weak. It's smart. So you'll never regret asking for help or advice when you need it. Number 29, working out may not be your thing, but make it your thing. (sighs) So yeah, working out sometimes is my best friend, sometimes not so much. I'm definitely like a yo-yo kind of work or out, or that's not a word, but you know what I mean. I sometimes get into full-on workout mode, and I'm obsessed. I'm like, oh yeah, get ready for some abs. And then maybe two months later, I'm just on the couch eating bread, full-on baguette style. Um, and then I go back to my workout because I realize, you know, I'm happier when I work out. I'm more relaxed. I, I'm happier with my body. I have more energy and all this. And it goes back and forth. So I am not a, you know, fit freak or, you know, naturally kind of a, a fit person. I have to force myself to do it. But when I do get into that mode, I'm thankful that I do it. So you may not be a, a workout person, but you can be. It's a choice. We all have to choose to get off the couch, put down our baguettes, and get to work. All right. Number 30 in the last lesson of this fabulous solo episode. Man, I I really like doing these. Uh, Number 30 is forgive, let go, and move forward. To have the ultimate balance in your life, you need to do these things. Harder said than done. Absolutely. But if you want to move forward, have that positive, happy, relaxed, balanced life. You need to forgive people that have hurt you or wronged you in some way. You need to let go of any hard feelings and you need to move forward with your awesome life. 
that's it. It's, again, easier said than done, but it's something that you know you need to do, and I know I need to do. So remember, forgive, let go, and move forward. And that concludes episode 52, my last episode for the season. Uh, A big thanks, of course, to the sponsor of this episode who is giving away some awesome prizes. I'm talking about Lowest Rates. You can check them out at lowestrates.ca if you need to find a quote for some, you know, a mortgage, life insurance, and a bunch of other things. Go to lowestrates.ca. They are providing $250 in Amazon gift cards, guys. I'm also going to give away some fabulous books, including and I'm not sure if anyone will want one, but I, I hope they will. I hope one person's like, yeah, I want that, is I'm going to give away my copy that I got in Chiang Mai, Thailand of Kelly Catrone's If You've Got to Cry, Go Outside. I think that's special, don't you? Don't you? Uh, I'm also going to be giving away some other books that aren't so... Uh, ratty and from uh, some used bookstore in Thailand. So make sure to check out the show notes for this episode, jessicamorehouse.com slash 52 to find all the details about that, to enter the contest, to win some money, some Amazon money, some books, and uh, yeah, just to have a good old time on my website. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Now, I know I mentioned a bajillion times that this is my last episode for the season, but that doesn't mean I'm going away for too, too long. I will resume season three in uh, September. I need a little bit of a break in summer, but I do also have a couple special episodes planned for the summer. So make sure to check back, subscribe. If you're not subscribed on iTunes, sign up to my mailing list, jessicamoros.com slash subscribe to stay up to date. So you don't want to miss some of these cool, cool things I've got in store for the summer. Thanks again for listening for reels. And uh, check you later. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.